My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music to the cast to the unforgettable plot twist, every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia. I am your host. And welcome back, dear listener, to the podcast where I watch telenovelas and I recap them for you. We are currently on our way to ending, really. Lo que la vida me robó. Today, we're going to go up to episode 141. So I definitely did a lot of telenovela watching. We have a lot of juicy, juicy scenes to get into. But before that, again, I feel like I sound like a broken record right now. But I just honestly, I feel so grateful for you all. Like I said, things are going better than ever. I feel like TikTok's popping. Instagram is getting there. Our listenership has never been better. And I am so grateful and so happy and thankful for you all. So thank you for all my new listeners. Thank you for some beautiful reviews. I got one. I saw one on on Apple Podcasts and it literally made me cry. So thank you so much for that. Um I think it was Sam Samantha who who wrote it. So thank you so 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 much. And then I got a very sweet email from Sunaik, so shout out to Sunaik too. Uh, also, I know you said that your name was pronounced how it sounds in Spanish, so I hope I did it right, and I'm sorry if I messed it up. But thank you so much for your sweet email. Thank you, Sam, for your sweet, sweet, sweet review, and thank you all for listening. Oh my god, now I got all emotional and in my feels, but it's okay, what's new? Uh, so today, we're going to continue our recap of Lo que la vida me robó. Really quick announcement, because I feel like y'all are like my soundboard and almost like my diary when it comes to telenovelas. So I don't, I, I mentioned it before. I know I have, but depending on, you know, when you started listening or whatever, I started this podcast because I love telenovelas and because I saw myself creating telenovelas in the future, whether it's working as an actor or a writer, I saw myself uh, doing telenovelas in the future and this was kind of like the way that I was expressing myself creatively and I have been working on writing my own telenovela for a few months now and I haven't said it anywhere so this is gonna be just between us you the people who listen to this podcast and me but my plan is to finish this telenovela in June. So finish writing it in June and I plan on releasing it as a podcast. So if you follow my TikTok, you saw that I posted about Televisa releasing a podcast version of Romeo and Juliet uh, as a telenovela. And if you all know the history of telenovelas, you know that telenovelas started as radio telenovelas. So my plan is to write this telenovela. Right now it's a 10 episode telenovela and release it through a podcast through podcasts in sometime next year so that's my big goal that I have 
for myself. It's part of, you know, what's been keeping me super busy, finding finding space to write this script. So I'm really excited about it. And as we move forward, I will keep you all posted and give you updates through the podcast on how it's all coming along. It's obviously in very early stages and nothing is certain in the world of entertainment. Um, I do know that it is something that I'm very passionate about and that I do want to have released in early next year. So it's something I'm working on. And I do plan on trying to get some telenovela actors to be some of the characters that I've written. So it's a very ambitious project, but I definitely believe in myself and we're going to make it happen. So I'll keep you all posted as updates come about. But for now, what I can say is the plan is to have 10 episodes release it as a podcast and it will be in Spanish and in English. So one version of it will be in Spanish and the other in English uh, because I do know that a lot of my listenership is English speakers. I mean, the, the podcast is in English, um, but I know that I have a lot of uh, people who who speak English as their primary language and don't necessarily speak Spanish. So I wanted to make sure that the podcast, you know, is accessible for everyone. Uh, so yeah, so those are like, that's that's what I'm working on and I'm really excited about it. And like I said, nothing is certain in this world, but I do believe in myself and I think I can make it a really cool and amazing project. So now let's get into the telenovela we all came here to talk about. So when we last left off, Montserrat is a widow. She thinks Alejandro is dead. Alejandro is in a coma in Argentina. And Jose Luis is out of prison. And he's planning on getting Montserrat back. So a lot happens. I think I'm going to focus on the Aguazul plot and then move to Argentina. And then when the two storylines converge, we're going to talk about it all in the grand scheme of things. So first, in... Aguazul, Montserrat, successful businesswoman, a single mother looking like she's been through it because she has. Something her son is always saying is how Montserrat has sad eyes. And yeah, like Angelique Poyer plays grief very well. So Jose Luis is out and Montserrat is now at least friendly with him because, <laughs> because Graciela gives her the recording where Alejandro clears Jose Luis's name. So now Montserrat feels very grateful to Jose Luis, but she also feels like she owes him something, which is never a good place to be when it comes to your ex. So we get a lot of scenes of Jose Luis and Montserrat talking and resolving things. And then Jose Luis is like, let's get dinner. So her and Jose Luis go out to dinner with Esmeralda in Refugio. And it's it's a doozy. It's a lot. Because one, Refugio and Esmeralda are not in the best of places because Refugio has wandering eyes and he has fallen in love with Monica, the captain, that is new to Aguazul. I mean, she's no longer new because it's been seven years. But she's a relatively new character for the audience. So Refugio is now into her. And I uh, hate that storyline because something I always loved was how strong and deep the love of Refugio and Esmeralda was. So I hate that they're doing this. But anyway, that's happening. So it's all awkward and Refugio isn't appreciating Esperanza. And that's something that Montserrat is able to catch on. 
But as the dinner goes on, they slowly break the ice and they're all talking. And pretty soon, they're all talking like old friends and they're laughing about situations from their past. And Esmeralda is like, oh my god, remember when I first met you guys and you lied to me about who you were? And then I helped you escape the police. And then Montserrat is like, OMG, the first time I saw Jose Luis after I thought he was dead... I passed out, like I fainted. And they're laughing. All in all, it's a very nice scene and it's something we don't see a lot in telenovelas, which is characters just hanging out. But they are. And then the conversation turns a little sad because they remember the people that are no longer with them and they do a toast to Alejandro and Angelica. And something that bugged me is that up until this point, Montserrat has never mentioned Nadia or Victor. And like, Nadia was her best friend, but she's only heartbroken over Alejandro. Like, it doesn't make sense. But I think the writers do this to emphasize how much Montserrat misses Alejandro. So that's happening. And then after the dinner, Jose Luis keeps showing up to Montserrat. And again, Montserrat feels super grateful for Jose Luis and like she owes him something. So she's inviting him more into his life. And then we get the scene where Montserrat goes to the ocean and she goes to her regular spot. And she just, you know, she goes into the ocean. She's walking through, remembering her whole life and remembering how much this ocean and this beach has played witness to her life because that beach is the same beach where her and Jose Luis used to meet up. It's the same beach where her and Alejandro first met. It's the same beach where she met with Jose Luis and he saw that she had married Alejandro. It's the same beach where Alejandro and Jose Luis almost killed each other. It's also the ocean that she thinks Alejandro died in. So it means a lot to her. So she's remembering all these memories and then Jose Luis walks by and he's like, never in a million years did I expect to see you here. And they start talking and they start reminiscing and they decide to give each other a shot. So it starts off slow. It starts off with Montserrat introducing him to Laurito and Jose Luis is very quickly smitten by Laurito and likewise Laurito is excited to have like a father figure. Let's all remember that Jose Luis is his godfather. So Laurito's just happy to have, you know, a a male presence in his life, which I was like, you also have your uncle, so don't act like this is the only father figure you'll ever have. Like, come on. But long story short, they're getting along very, very well, and things are moving very fast, and time passes. They do all these activities together, and at first, Rosario is like, Montserrat, I do not want you with him. Montserrat, please, like, leave him what would Alejandro say if he knew this was happening and Montserrat is like he would tell me to say thank you and Montserrat stands her ground because Rosario is being a little possessive towards Montserrat and trying to not manipulate her definitely not manipulate her but she's definitely trying to influence her and trying to get her to stop but Montserrat is like I'm not stopping like this is my life and you also need to know that Jose Luis is not an evil man and he actually sacrificed himself and his life to give me and Alejandro a chance. And then Montserrat shows her the recording that Alejandro left, 
They all cry. They have this really great scene where they bond again and they talk about how Rosario is always going to be in Montserrat in Laurito's life and how she's the mom that Montserrat always wished she had. So it's really pretty. And then after that, Rosario basically gives her her blessing and is just like, honestly, I just want to see you happy and you haven't been this happy in years. And so now Montserrat and Jose Luis are free to live their love for each other. And I hate this. I hate this for two reasons. One, because did we learn nothing, Montserrat? Did we learn nothing? And also, two, she doesn't love Jose Luis. That's something she makes very clear. She's not over Alejandro, but everyone around her is like, you should give yourself a shot. You know, you also weren't in love with Alejandro when you first married him, but you grew to love him. Like, those are not good advice. Definitely not good advice. But Montserrat lets herself be swayed. And so, y'all, I'm annoyed. But when Jose Luis proposes marriage to her, Montserrat says yes. And I'm annoyed because are there no other men, Montserrat? Is, has, have the men in Aguasul disappeared? Like, why do you have to go back to your first love, whom you no longer love? But she does, and partly because she feels like she owes Jose Luis something. And I hate this, I hate this. But this is where we're going to stop with the Agua Azul storyline for now. And we're going to check in with what's been happening in Argentina. So in Argentina, Alejandro still in a coma. But now things are getting worse because the doctors are like, y'all need to pay up. And if you don't pay in advance for the next three months, we're going to have to disconnect Alejandro. And Victor and Nadia do not have money, so there's no way of paying the bills. But then Nadia apparently has been giving piano classes. And the guy who runs the piano recital or whatever is having this big concert and his pianist isn't able to do the concert last minute. And he's like, Nadia, you have to help me. Please, please do it. And Nadia's like, no, I can't because, again, she's a fugitive and she can't risk anyone finding out she's alive. And then the guy's like, please, Nadia, I will pay you. And the money is good. And she needs some money to keep Alejandro safe. So the next night, she does the concert. It goes marvelously. She plays super well. And guess who's in the audience? None other than Josefina. Josefina, who left Aguasul to find herself and now has a makeover. I'm actually very happy that they didn't go overboard with her makeover because Josefina is played by Veronica Oh my god, I always forget her her last name. Veronica Haspiado, something like that. But she's played by an actress who's beautiful. And all they did to make her look ugly was not pluck her eyebrows, give her a bad sense of style, and um, and I think her hair wasn't as best. So her makeover isn't like this shocking thing. It's just, you know, she has her eyebrows done better clothes, and a better hairstyle. So she's super excited to see Nadia, tries to wave at her, but obviously Nadia can't see her because Nadia is blind. So then backstage, Nadia is hiding out until everyone leaves so that she can go home. And then Josefina finds her and goes to her and is like trying to talk to her. And Josefina apparently has not been 
keeping in touch with anyone from Agua Azul because she still thinks Nadia is married to Pedro Medina. She knows nothing. And then Nadia realizes this and is like, so you have no idea what's been going on all these years. And then Josefina is like, no. And at first, she thinks that Nadia is upset at her for leaving without saying goodbye. But then she realizes that Nadia can't see her. So she's like, Nadia, what happened? And Nadia tells her everything, how everyone thinks that she's dead. She also tells her how Montserrat is dead and all these whole things. And then Josefina is sad and heartbroken. And she's like, I'm going to help you. And so Josefina spends a night at their home and meets Victoria and is smitten by the little Victoria. And they're all like talking. And then Josefina finds out that Alejandro is still alive, but in a coma and is going to be disconnected unless they pay. So Josefina decides to pay everything. And she's like, any other, any other cost incurred by the hospital, I will pay for them. So literally a guardian angel. They also make plans for Josefina to go back to Aguazul and bring Laurito and Rosario to Argentina to Alejandro. So things are looking great. But because this is a telenovela, good things don't last. So it turns out that one of the people who was at the concert knows Pedro Medina. Shocker. So he calls Pedro and is like, there's a woman I saw yesterday who looks just like your ex-wife, the dead one. And he sends a picture to Pedro Medina and Pedro Medina goes to Argentina. And so what happens is Josefina leaves to Aguazul as Pedro Medina makes his way to Argentina as Alejandro wakes up from the coma. So he wakes up, everyone's happy, everything's great. Somehow, he still has all his muscles and everything. You would think that if someone spent seven years in a coma, you know they would lose muscle mass, they would probably have all these health defects, but not Sebastián Rulli because it's a telenovela and obviously we're going to suspend our disbelief for a second. And so things are great. He actually runs out of the hospital and is like, where am I? Victor finds him and explains everything. And poor Alejandro is like, how many days have passed since the accident? And Victor is like, not days, Alejandro, years. And then he's like, seven years. And then... This is a part where I'm like, y'all, Nadia and Victor are low-key shady because for seven years to protect themselves, they have made no effort to contact Laurito or Rosario or make sure that they're okay because for all they know, Laurito is an orphan and they have made no effort to contact him or to try to like bring him to Argentina or to even tell Rosario that her son isn't dead. Like that's so shady. But I also understand it because they had to protect themselves. And if we remember the airplane scene when they ran away, it was very much like survival mode took over them. And they're like, Alejandro, like we're going to save ourselves. So I guess I understand it. And so... Alejandro has awoken from the coma, Victor is taking care of him, and because he is, Nadia is alone at the house with Victoria. And that night, freaking Pedro Medina is there, and he uses chloroform on Victoria so that she's knocked out, and he knocks out Nadia and ties her up, and then he kidnaps Victoria. 
So freaking Pedro Medina has decided that Victoria is his daughter and that he's going to kidnap her to Agua Azul and that Nadia will follow because obviously Nadia will do anything for her daughter and that he'll reunite his whole family. Like how messed up of a person is he? You can't just resurrect your dead wife and everything is fine. Also, he's a governor. So how is this not national news? But anyway, that's happening. Everything's all over the place. And they're trying to contact Josefina to tell her that Alejandro woke up from the coma. But before they can do that, Josefina is spending hours around Agua Azul trying to find Rosario and Laurito. Finally, she gets an address and then she's surprised to see that Montserrat is alive and well. So she tries to talk to Montserrat, but Montserrat is annoyed at her and mad at her for just leaving and breaking her brother's heart. Josefina is like, I understand. And then Graciela gets involved into this whole debacle and goes to Josefina's house. And when she goes, Josefina just randomly leaves her cell phone on a table outside in the garden and it rings. And what does Graciela do? She answers it. And when she answers it, it's Nadia. And then Graciela's like, Nadia? Nadia is alive. So she steals Josefina's phone. So Josefina is unable to contact Nadia and vice versa. So no one is able to tell Josefina that Alejandro is alive and he woke up. And then now Graciela knows that Nadia is alive and well. And she suspects that because Nadia is alive, that must mean that Alejandro is also alive. Meanwhile, back in Aguasul, Pedro has brought Victoria and then has Amelia help take care of her. Amelia does a wonderful job and is like, you know what, Victoria, like, we, this is a game that we have to play. I play this game every day. I don't actually like Pedro. I think he's an evil man. But every day I play the game and I pretend I like him and, you know, I'm winning. So let's play the game together. And she's able to help Victoria settle in and everything. And shortly after Victoria arrives to Aguasul, sure enough, Nadia is trying to make her way to her. Pedro Medina gets a hold of Nadia and is like, if you want to see your daughter again, you're going to do exactly what I say. And then Nadia leaves Argentina. So she leaves Argentina. Victor and Alejandro know that something's up. So they use the money that Nadia got paid for the concert and try to buy fake documentation so that they can make their way back to Mexico. The guy they hired, though, is somehow working for Pedro Medina. Like, literally, he's a lowly governor. I don't see how far his influence reaches. But I guess it reaches far enough into Argentina, so the guy tries to kill Victor and stabs him and steals the money. Victor, though, has like nine lives and he survives, but now they're out of money. But luckily for them, the guy that hired Nadia to be the concert pianist is like, actually, we're all going to Mexico for a concert and we can sneak you all in as musicians. So that happens. But he's like, but we have to wait 10 days. We, we leave in 10 days, essentially. So that's happening in Argentina. Meanwhile, back in Aguasul, Jose Luis and Montserrat are getting ready to get married. Everything is looking good for Jose Luis until Amelia calls him. And when she calls him, they meet up. And then Amelia is like, Pedro Medina brought a little girl from Argentina and she's Nadia's daughter. And she told me all these things. And basically, Amelia tells her how she thinks that Alejandro might be alive. 
And so this now puts Jose Luis in a very difficult position because it's not confirmed that Alejandro is alive and he's getting ready to marry Montserrat. And then even if Alejandro is alive, everyone thinks that he's an imposter and his marriage to Montserrat was annulled. But the point is that that possibility exists and Jose Luis now has that information. So basically it's up to him to decide what he's going to do with that information. And Jose Luis decides to not do anything and stay quiet. And so things get a little more complicated for him. And one thing all the characters have been saying up until this point, they all talk about how Jose Luis is selfless and how he gave up Montserrat once and how in the event that, you know, Alejandro hadn't died and that he was somehow alive, like how they're all sure that he would give Montserrat back and that, which so messed up. One, treating Montserrat like she's property that can be passed down from man to man. But two, like it's her decision. Like this telenovela sometimes gets on my nerves. But the point is that everyone's like, Jose Luis would definitely give up his happiness for Montserrat. He's done it before, he'll do it again. But this isn't the Jose Luis from before. This is the Jose Luis that spent seven years in prison for something he didn't commit. So he's not going to give up easily. So he's like, you know what? We're going to go through with a wedding and instead we're going to do it faster. We're going to do it in 10 days. So now Jose Luis and Montserrat's wedding is in 10 days, the same day that Alejandro and Victor are making their way back to Agua Azul. So we get to the wedding date. Montserrat is sad and it's complicated because obviously she likes Jose Luis and loves him as a friend, but she's still very heartbroken over Alejandro. And then freaking Fabiola comes in. And I don't know if I told you all, but Fabiola was in love with Jose Luis and tried to get at him after Angelica died. And so Fabiola isn't happy that Montserrat and Jose Luis are getting married. So she goes to ruin the wedding and spills red wine all over Montserrat's wedding dress. So now Montserrat doesn't have a wedding dress. And then her tia Carlota is like, just wear the one you wore to your first wedding. And Montserrat is like, no, I hate that dress. I hate it. It's the one I swore to hate Alejandro in. And this makes Rosario cry. And Montserrat is like, you know, you know, I didn't love him when I first got married, but I grew to love him. You know, I'm sorry. I'm stressed. But the point stands that she does not want to wear that dress because that dress just brings bad juju wherever it goes. But it's also her only option. So she ends up wearing that same dress. And so she gets married to Jose Luis and the wedding runs smoothly except for Graciela who doesn't show up because, oh yeah, she is being held hostage by Fabiola. Fabiola is like, I'm gonna kill you. And the reason Fabiola is doing this is because Graciela wants part of her fortune because the only reason Fabiola got it is because Graciela gave the testimony that painted Alejandro as a killer. So Fabiola is like, I'm not gonna give you the money. Uh, you're gonna die. So that's happening. But other than that, the wedding runs really smoothly. Jose Luis and Montserrat are married. And as they're walking out of the church, Alejandro and Victor arrive to Agua Azul. Literally, the wedding bells are ringing. And Alejandro and Victor are like, oh my God, like someone just got married. And they look towards the church and see Montserrat and Jose Luis 
walking happily outside of the church, surrounded by everyone who loves them, and a little Laurito yelling, Papa, Dad, to Jose Luis. And Alejandro is devastated, and he's like, he stole my life, he stole my life. It's a mess, it's heartbreaking. Meanwhile, Rosario feels something in her heart and is like, I think my son is alive, mother's intuition. But Alejandro has now arrived and seen his wife get married to his rival. So, like I said, the story is repeating. So when Montserrat first got married to Alejandro, she disappeared from the wedding for a long time because she tried to run away with Jose Luis. Similarly, she disappears from this wedding but not because she's trying to run away with Alejandro, although he tries. He writes a letter and he gives it to Victor to give to Josefina to give to Montserrat. Of course, it's a complicated plan and Josefina does not give the letter to Montserrat because she had decided that it's best and Montserrat not know that Alejandro is in a coma because, again, Josefina doesn't know that Alejandro woke up and she just wants what's best for Montserrat so she's not telling her anything. So she's the one that goes to the beach and sees Alejandro and calms him down when he's like, you should have given her the letter, you should have given her the letter, and he's heartbroken. Josefina really has a way with broken men, so she's able to calm him down. But the reason Montserrat disappears from the wedding is because Fabiola calls her. So she goes and sees her mother is being held hostage by Fabiola. And then Fabiola is like, you know what, this is actually my wedding gift to you, Montserrat. And she has Graciela tell Montserrat that it was her her testimony that's the reason Alejandro was stripped away from his inheritance and was the reason that he was accused for murder and basically the whole reason he died. So now Montserrat is like, F you, mom, I do not care for you. Like, I'm done with you. I'm, I'm just done. And so Montserrat leaves, Fabiola leaves, Graciela is safe, but she is obviously traumatized. But the point remains that Montserrat isn't at her wedding. So at one point, Jose Luis just loses it. He goes to the mic and he's like, as you can see, the wife is missing. So thank you all for coming, but everyone leave right now. So he cuts the wedding short. It's really rude. Everyone's like, what the hell is this problem? And when Montserrat arrives, Jose Luis is like, were you trying to run away? Like he turns into a monster very, very fast. And I hate I hate what the writers are doing to Jose Luis's character because yes, he was always a little bit temperamental, but he was always just and never mean or abusive. And right now he's bordering abusive. So he yells at Montserrat until Montserrat explains that, you know, what actually happened is my mom was being held hostage. So that's why I left. So they make up and then they go on their honeymoon with Laurito. Oh, and by the way, just real fast because I forgot to add. The day of their wedding, Laurito met Victoria. They both meet and they kind of run away for a little bit. And Victoria and him are talking. And Laurito talks about how his dad is dead. And he shows her a picture of his dad. And then Victoria is like, that's my tío Alejandro. And he's not dead. He woke up. And then Laurito's like, you're a liar. You're, you're messing with me. But before Victoria can explain, like their dads find them and they're separated. But Laurito does tell Jose Luis how that little girl told him 
that his dad was alive and Jose Luis has him promise not to say anything. So yeah, Jose Luis is just digging himself deeper and deeper into a hole. But anyway, they go on a honeymoon and before they leave, Graciela does tell Jose Luis that Alejandro is probably alive and that the best thing that he can do right now is get Montserrat pregnant and tied to him forever, which is so, so, so messed up. But yeah, they go on their honeymoon and while they're gone, Alejandro is able to reunite with a few of his loved ones. We have some very emotional reunions with his mother and Dominga and Macario, and it's all very sweet. And then when Montserrat finally returns from her honeymoon, Alejandro and Rosario devise a plan for her and Alejandro to meet up. So Rosario has Montserrat get dressed very pretty in this beautiful and iconic red dress like literally Montserrat looks beautiful and they go to a church and the whole time Rosario is acting nervous and Montserrat can feel it and she's like what's going on but Rosario is like no no just go inside just go inside by yourself so Montserrat makes her way into the church and as she does she's walking slowly up the aisle and it's the same church where she got married only a few weeks prior to Jose Luis So she's walking up the aisle, and then behind her, Alejandro appears, and he calls out to her name, and we see it all in her face. She goes through the entire five stages of grief as she hears Alejandro call her name, and then she turns around, sees Alejandro, she cries out, they're both crying, they're they're talking, and then she's like, you you're alive and she's happy but then she's mad at him and is like you left me you left me for seven years I had to do this alone I had to have my son grow up without a father and then they go outside and they're talking and Montserrat is just se está desahogando she's just letting it all out and freaking Alejandro doesn't say anything and I'm like Girl, just tell her you were in a coma. And it isn't until finally Montserrat turns to the crypts, like the graves that are there, and is like, this is where my father is buried. My son didn't have a crypt to talk to you, so this is your empty grave right below him. This is where my son spoke to you every Father's Day, every time he felt lonely. This is where he came. What can I say, Alejandro? You just came too late. And she turns around, and that's finally when Alejandro opens his mouth and is like, I was in a coma. I was in a coma for seven years. And he tells her everything that happened, and they're reunited. And then Alejandro is like, do you love me? And then Montserrat is like, I have never stopped loving you. You are my one great love. And that is where we're going to end for today's episode. Y'all, like I said, the story is repeating itself. We now have Jose Luis and Montserrat married. We have Jose Luis turning into a monster. Like, he's truly becoming scary and immoral. And we now have Alejandro being the one whose life has been stolen. Will they be able to clear Alejandro's name? Will Jose Luis give up Montserrat again? Stay tuned. We're going to find out next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am so, so, so grateful for you all. And as always, I will see you again next week. 
Bye, everyone. Bye.